For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We got our guy Isaac Feldman here who used to work with us. He yeah. works at the Sports Network. He fought last week and won. Winner by knockout from Long Island, New York, Isaac Feldman. Here's the problem with that. Now with the proliferation of MMA. Yes. You ain't got anybody. You have no idea. Because that dude, Isaac, who's a great kid, yeah. you'd look at him and go, I'll probably have this guy. I can handle this guy. He'd kill Meanwhile, you in 30 what? seconds. What? Right. Hey! And they're like, I had the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ike to Gone. What's up, everybody? Ike Feldman back. IkeTagon.com. I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N.com. Almost forgot how to spell it. It's been a while since I've been consistent on social media, been consistent with the Mind, Body, Soul podcast, been consistent with the IkeTagon.com content for you guys. Thank you again for the subscriptions, the likes, the favorites, the retweets, the comments most of them but again the reason why i'm not consistent is because i've been on a little hiatus a beautiful hiatus went to france paris last week as you guys saw i was had the beautiful eiffel tower as a backdrop gave you my picks went four and one on the picks nate diaz didn't get it done but everybody else that i told you would get it done did Corey Anderson, Derek Lewis, Darren Till. Who was the fourth pick? Um, see, I don't, I don't even remember. I'm not even tuned in. But I'm not upset about it because I've been relaxing, recovering. I'm rejuvenated. And I am broadcasting now from the lovely, beautiful country of Macedonia. So, Dobro den. Good afternoon from Macedonia. This is my wife's country. I'm here now for almost a week. This is my last day, so I figured I'd get in an episode. Show you guys that I'm not BSing or lying to you about my travels. This is a beautiful country. You guys can see the beautiful architecture, European architecture. The mountains are a backdrop. Not the Eiffel Tower, but actual nature. It's the one thing about the Eiffel Tower. You know, people uh, go nuts about it, but it is still man-made. To me, there's nothing like nature and mountains. As you guys see, when I did uh, some Iktagons from Long Island, I had the beach as a backdrop. Brooklyn's beautiful, but there's nothing like nature. So, 
I'm here, Macedonia, wearing a handball jersey for Team Vardar, which is the best handball team in the world. No joke comes from Macedonia, Macedonia, Macedonia. And they're awesome. I went to a game this past week, really intense. The hooligans were there, lit off some flares. The police, which looked more like SWAT team, were there in attendance. But uh, it was an amazing event. They beat the team from Croatia. They are the defending champs. They beat Barcelona last year and PSG, Paris, St. Germain. So Team Vardar, uh, Macedonia's own, is amazing. And the jersey's awesome. But more importantly, the people have been awesome in Macedonia. My wife's family and friends have welcomed me into their circle beautifully and it's been much appreciated in this country in this culture they have house holidays so it's been a ton of food a ton of drinking my body shut down yesterday actually from too much partying but I survived I want to get a shirt saying I survived Macedonia Uh, I don't know how well that's going to go over with the people but it's obviously in uh, good humor but the trip is coming to an end. It's been a beautiful trip. Again, I, I can't tell you enough how wonderful my time has been here. It's been a big party, a big celebration. My sisters, my sister, my wife's sisters, now fiance, he just proposed to her during this trip. He's been amazing, Jovica. He's been awesome. He's also a black belt in karate my wife's a black belt he's a black belt they trained under the same sensei but he's been amazing he's kind of been the the tour guide the drinking buddy the the mate if you have it and he's been uh amazing over the top amazing so fala which means thank you so fala jovica much appreciated and fala my wife's family thank you guys so I obviously talk about fights, so let's talk about the fights that I did see a little later, but I did see. I spent six hours of my time on this wonderful vacation being a millennial and being locked into my phone and studying the past fights from UFC 244. Wow. What a card. What an event. Yeah, I'm sad that I wasn't there in attendance of MSG, but... It's only six to eight hours of my time. I wouldn't give up this two-week vacation to be there. So as much as I love fights, doing things that involve real interaction with people that aren't necessarily broadcasted or promoted or filmed is not the worst thing in the world. Ironically, this was like the most commercial UFC event of all time. UFC 244 was the BMF title the baddest mother ever. I don't feel like cursing. I'm just so relaxed. I'm not even going to add bleeps this episode. The BMF title, which The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, was handing out to the winner between Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. Very, very commercial. Turns out The Rock is half promoting a movie that he has coming up about former fighter, former UFC heavyweight tournament winner, Mark Kerr. Mark Kerr has an amazing story. 
He's been involved with huge fights, been connected to UFC legends like Boss Rutan and Mark Coleman. So The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, will be doing a movie about Mark Kerr's life and journey. Sadly enough, when reading up on Mark Kerr, turned out that he had an opioid addiction. So I don't know if the film is going to include that. It should if you want to tell the exact or truthful story, the highs and lows of a fighter and a professional athlete. So should be interesting. I hope it's serious. I hope it's not too <sighs> pain and gain or fast and furious, Dwayne Johnson. I hope it's more of, I don't think he's done anything that's too serious. Maybe walked the line early on in his career. But that still had uh, Sean Scott or whatever that guy is from American Pie. But I hope The Rock takes it serious and delivers a great story about Mark Rowe's journey and life and career. But UFC 244, BMF title on the line, MSG, Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal. The fight was stopped. And what's new? It's New York. They've stopped a couple of fights now. They've had problems with instant replay. Mark Godbeer, Alexia Olenek, UFC 217, I believe, UFC 210 in Buffalo, the Chris Weidman, Gegard Mousasi. Weird rules was Chris Weidman's hands down. The New York State Athletic Commission, they went to replay, called the fight off, called it a win for Gegard. Same thing with the 217 fight that I just mentioned. They went to replay Walt Harris and... Walt Harris did have a situation with UFC 217, but he's dealing with a more serious situation now. His daughter has gone missing. I know this is a little sidetrack, but this is the most important story in the MMA world. I hope that his daughter is found. Apparently, they found a suspect, and hopefully they find out who kidnapped her, and Walt Harris and his daughter are reunited, but sticking with the less important stuff and the fights. The New York State Athletic Commission is brand new to the fight game. UFC 205 back in UFC 2 uh back in 2016 of November was the first fight in New York and now we're up to maybe 4 to 8 including Barclays Center and Buffalo and Nassau Coliseum on Long Island. But the fight game is new to New York, and it really showed when they were a little uneducated on doctor stoppages. Nate Diaz, in the first round, came out slow, maybe nervous, had a very long choreographed intro where he wanted to walk at a specific time to the cage, and it seemed like his mind was in a weird spot. That seems to be the M.O. of Nate Diaz. Slow starter will eventually catch you and calculate your steps and rhythm because he's a marathon fighter. He's not necessarily the best fighter in the first minute, but he's necessarily the best fighter in the 15th minute or the 25th minute. If him and Conor McGregor went to 
a sixth round at UFC 202, he would have killed McGregor because he ended the fight, which McGregor won, but he ended the fight on top of McGregor. He has an amazing gas tank. He's a triathlete, biking, swimming, running, boxing athlete, took off three years, put on an amazing pace against Anthony Pettis at UFC 241, easily won that fight, came out very slow against Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal took advantage of that, an elbow in the clinch, then while Nate was falling, it kicked to the head, so now he had two gashes over his eyebrow. This was in the first 40 seconds of the fight, gash on his eyebrow, gash on his cheek from a kick, so he was just bleeding out, but we've seen this before. It's kind of a Nate Diaz t-shirt that they make where he has a bleeding face and he's looking in the camera after he beats McGregor, that's his M.O., he... The both Diaz brothers, they have a lot of scar tissues and it opens up very easy. So he was bleeding. The commission saw that it was getting worse as the fight was going on, obviously. But Nate was getting stronger. Barely. And he has that championship round experience, the five round experience. And it seemed like he was gonna catch a round or two he was losing three rounds to nothing so if you're looking at it that the judges were like wow this fight is not winning anything he looks sluggish they're not necessarily a big Nate Diaz fan or follower like much of the MMA community Nate Diaz comes on strong late in the fight he would have been in the fight at the end who knows if Masvidal would have made a mistake because he was tired in the fourth or fifth round Masvidal seemed like he had everything under control the most ironic part about this is that it's the BMF title the baddest mother effort title on the line and it's going to end with doctor stoppage not by a TKO not by a submission not by a cold-blooded knockout I hope that Jorge Masvidal keeps his word Runs back the rematch. We need finality. So do what every fight promotion that wants to get a little loosey. Go to the wild, wild west. Las Vegas will not have a doctor stoppage. Look at Tyson Fury versus Otto Wallen. Fury was bleeding. And thank you to Jorge Capetian. I believe that's his name. I did a whole bit about Tyson Fury's cornerman with the Vaseline patching up Fury and saving the biggest payday with Deontay Wilder. The New York State Commission doesn't care about paydays or anything. They were looking out for what's right and what's wrong. New York likes to hold themselves to a different standard. And I understand that, but I guess I can say I understand it. They don't care about no BMF titles, who's the toughest guy, who's in the streets, who's not. I get it. I got to see the fight again, though. I got to see the fight. I need finality. So I hope Masvidal keeps his word and they run it back sometime in the spring and the summer. Nate said he probably took the fight a little too soon because of the scar tissue that he suffered in August against Anthony Pettis. So... We will see. I didn't pick that right, but hats off to Jorge Masvidal. Got it done. Looked great. Had a beautiful arsenal 
of grappling, was never in trouble in the grappling exchanges, looked fantastic on the feet, incorporated elbows now, had beautiful body kicks, great game plan, great game plan, so hats off to Jorge Masvidal, I hope he runs it back with Nate Diaz, let Usman and Covington do their thing December 14th, UFC 245 for the title, dude, Run it back with Nate Diaz. There's nothing wrong with getting a payday and not having an asterisk on that win over Nate Diaz. So I hope they run it back. Moving down the card, Darren Till, Kelvin Gaslam. Darren Till was a big underdog, apparently. I don't look at the betting lines. I just pick off my mind. And I was surprised at how big an underdog Darren Till was going into this. I understand that he was moving up in weight, but again, he's a huge, huge 170-pounder who was moving up to welterweight. Gaslam was going into the fight a little too high, a little too confident. And Darren Till, again, he's a huge welterweight. He's now on the bigger side of middleweight. Looked great. His kicks that he landed early on, Gaslam looked like he's never felt anything like that. He looked a little shook. A little stunned, a little wobbly. He was very tentative on that first, on that lead foot, and it was a fantastic win and accomplishment. By tell, it wasn't necessarily the best or most entertaining performance. He got it done. He outpointed him. He wasn't cocky. He stayed humble as hard as it is for him. But apparently, the most important storyline of this. Yes, he got a big win in a new division against a top contender. But the biggest storyline is that it seems like the UFC and him are at a little crossroads. Maybe it's contract talks. Darren Till forewent or for, foregoed, <laughs> whatever it is, media week, showed up two days before the fight. If you guys don't know, he resides in the UK. So while it is only a five to six hour flight, you still want to get acclimated to the temperature of New York and the situation and the atmosphere and the energy, two days is cutting it close. That's what amateurs or low-level pros do before fights because they can't afford to go there a week in advance, 10 days in advance, two weeks in advance. So cutting it a little close there until so while he calculated it correctly, this was a bit of a gamble and Dana White was not happy about this. In the post-fight press conference, he goes, yeah, the co-main event was meh. It seems like he didn't want to pump up his boy till he could have. There's always a way to shift things. You could look at it half empty or half full. He decided to look at it half empty. He goes, yeah, he just, uh. Meanwhile, you could say, Darren Till, former welterweight title challenger, moves up to middleweight for a former title challenger, gets it done in his first fight as a huge underdog at the big stage coming in two days late. Nah, Dana White was not happy. I assume there's money talk situation. And I hope Darren Till gets paid, but I hope he stays humble. And now the matchups at middleweight are amazing. He can fight Yoel Romero, Robert Whitaker. He can fight Jared Cannonier, which I would want to see. I, I don't want to rush Darren Till too much. They rushed him. 2018 up to the title shot against Tyron Woodley after an okay performance against Wonderboy. Don't rush him up to a top three killer like Yoel Romero. Come on. He just 
gotta win nicely, solidly. Good job. Don't rush him. Let him get acclimated to the new weight class. So that was a fun fight. Derek Lewis, Ivanov. Lewis does what he does. Won the fight, big punches, not by a whole bunch of uh, accumulated strikes, but it was okay. Good job, Lewis. Bounce back into the win column. Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker. Wow. Corey Anderson had a huge chip on his shoulder. And if you think I'm lying, after he knocked out or TKO'd Johnny Walker, he was screaming at Mick Maynard, who's the matchmaker for the UFC. He was screaming at the broadcast desk, cursing, saying a lot of stuff, pumped up. Though he's gotten wins over higher-ranked opponents, this seemed like the biggest win of Corey Anderson's career. And I pick Anderson. I thought he would get it done because of his experience and win by strategy and point fighting. He had a freaking anchor of a chip on his shoulder, and he came out swinging Johnny Walker, who? He showed that he's a Jamison guy. Good job, Corey Anderson. Great win. And I hope he gets a big fight in his next fight. I don't think it's going to be John Jones. It could be the winner of Jan Blachowicz or Jacare. It should be Dom Reyes. John Jones should just sit out. He's earned it. Let the chips fall where they must. And let's see where Corey Anderson can... Uh, jump to in his next fight I hope it's against Dom Reyes who just got the win over uh, Chris Weidman final fight that I want to talk about on this wonderful UFC 244 card Gregor Gillespie Gillespie against Kevin Lee Gillespie 13-0 entering this fight one of the best wrestlers or grapplers in MMA today. I believe a multiple time national NCAA wrestling division one champion. That is a black belt on black belt in terms of wrestling. Has looked phenomenal early on in his career. Getting the biggest challenge of his career against Kevin Lee, who was a former title challenger Back at UFC 216 against Tony Ferguson. Kevin Lee, another guy with a chip on his shoulder, has jumped around to fight camps and gyms trying to get his feet stationary, get his feet locked in. But amazing win by Kevin Lee. And he did it by vicious high front high kick KO and... It hurt to watch because I like Gregor, not just because he's a New York guy, but he's passionate about what he does. He's very intense about what he does. And it was a flash knockout like we haven't seen in a while. He didn't see that head kick. Kevin Lee set it up by a one-two combination and then just a, not a lazy, more like a delayed front high kick. We've seen Wonderboy do this. Right, that's also who was on this card, Wonderboy Vincent Luque. But Gregor didn't see this coming. Knocked him out. Back to the drawing board. 
didn't shoot once. Didn't use his amazing grappling once, which is a mistake. I understand he was landing on the feet. Felt good doing his jab, was getting loose with his boxing. You got to do what gets you to the dance and what is going to get you to a title fight, Gregor. I know you want to learn with trial by fire. You're going to... There's a difference between sparring boxing and in-fight boxing. But maybe do the Khabib strategy. Maybe wear your opponent down in the early rounds. And then when he's tired, stand up and trade a little. Didn't like the strategy, but I hope he uh, resets and uh, reboots his career in the right direction. But great job, Kevin Lee, who changed camps, went to Team TriStar in Canada, where George St. Pierre trains, Roy McDonald trains, and worked out. Results are good. He didn't have trouble cutting weight. He looked great. Seems like he slimmed down a little. He's not eating as much or lifting as much, and he got it done by knockout. So the results were great for Kevin Lee. He's back on track. Can't wait to see what's next. The aforementioned fight, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson bounces back into the win column against Vincent Luque, a rising contender. Wonderboy puts a stamp in Luque's path to a title. But I don't know how many fights Wonderboy has left. He's looking slower. His karate style is being studied and calculated and caught up on. Luque took the Tyron Woodley game plan, the Darren Till Wood uh, game plan, low kicks by Till, cornering Wonderboy from Woodley strategy, and he just put it on Wonderboy. Even though Wonderboy got the win, he broke his hand, and he looked a little slow in it. He's 36 years old. Maybe two more years? Maybe four to six more fights? I... Don't think he's going to change his strategy. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden develop a wrestling game or a crazy jiu-jitsu game. So I think his time is limited. And uh, it was a good fight regardless. Fight of the night. So good job by those guys. Quick fight preview. Zabit Magomed Sharapov versus Brian Ortega this Saturday I believe it's in Russia. Greg Hardy is. I'm not. You know what? Go to the Mind Body Soul podcast. I'm going to have a lot of time at an airport in France. And I will give you a long preview for that fight. So tune in. Mind Body Soul podcast. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia. Tune in. Radio Public. Google Podcast. And that's what you'll get about that. Quick movie reviews. Saw on the plane ride coming here. I saw the movie Stuber with the guy from Silicon Valley. And Dave Bautista, who is an MMA fighter. Great movie. It was fun. It was fast. Different type of jokes. Different type of comedy. Some things were a little repeated. A little tired joke-wise, but... It's a fun movie. Got me through the plane ride. I was laughing, having a good old time with my P 
peanuts and chocolates. I liked it, but it's not going to win any awards. I'm going to give Stuber a B, a B. And I'll give, I forget the name of it, but the movie was Hustler or Hustle Girls, Hustle and Flow with, what's her name, Anne Hathaway and that that Australian funny girl. You're going to see this in this trailer. A uh, little fun fact behind the curtain. I record this and then I grab the all the beautiful videos. So this blonde girl with Anne Hathaway was a funny movie. They're thieves in France and it was awesome. A tick better movie than Stuber. So B+. Good job girls. Hustle, hustle hard. This week's positive message. Don't judge a book by its cover. If you want to judge, you should study the book. Think about that. That's it. Ectagon number nine in the books. I gotta go. So... Lovely time in Paris, Macedonia, the people, the culture, the food, the drinks, everything has been amazing, stupendous, over the top, fantasiaso, magnifico, Doberden, good afternoon, Nostravia, Jivali, Deshivermi, cheers, Lechaim, I know all the cheers terms, so... I don't know what to say, guys. I'm very relaxed. Um, in a zen. I'm 10 pounds heavier than when I got here. Or 5 kilos, if we were doing European math. I will get back in the gym. I'm not waiting till January 1st. Screw Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays, Hanukkah. Those aren't going to slow me down. Train before January 1st, okay? You don't want to pull anything when you get to the gym. So I'm jumping back in, going to train again, going to be from my New York studio, and I should have some big news coming up for you guys. Career news, not just Octagon news. So stay tuned, stay cool, keep liking, subscribing, favoriting, everything Octagon-wise, I really appreciate it. I am going to pack my bag and smuggle so much damn alcohol. I'm just kidding. I am just kidding, Mom. Don't worry. So, love you guys. Love you, Macedonia, Macedonia, Macedonski. Thank you for welcoming me. I still didn't get to hike those mountains. I was here two years ago. I looked at it with binoculars and I said I would, but I don't feel like being in a Liam Nielsen movie anytime soon. So, till next time. Au revoir. That's French. I de ciao. That's Macedonian. And see you later. That's English. Not the King's English. Long Island English.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.